Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. Awesome. Cool. Hey, so good to be here with you all today. Who's had a great weekend so far? Lovely to see the sun, all that. (laughs) Going to go on and have a great afternoon. I've got a cool message uh, to share with you this morning. I just want to give a little update on the Cambodia team. Anyway, they're having a great time over uh, over there in Cambodia, not Arnhem Land. I was about to say Arnhem Land. But they're in Cambodia. There they are. Um, And they're all waving and saying hi to you guys. It was so cool last week. I mentioned in the service that someone was $600 short for their expenses over there, and one person gave $600 cash. Come on! That was awesome. Kat and Matt sold a car so they could go. It was all you know down to the wire, but God always provides and makes a way, so that was exciting. Another thing that is... Uh, mentionable and noteworthy, or noteworthy and mentionable, is uh, that um, we've had some uh, awesome first-time responses to the gospel of Jesus Christ and over the last couple of months. And if you're here today and haven't made a decision for Christ or don't understand what that means, um, you could find out later. But it's been so great. There's been about 10 new decisions in the last couple of months, which is awesome. So something to really celebrate and um, So what we're going to be doing, uh, not this coming Wednesday, but the following Wednesday on the 26th, is that we're going to be starting an Alpha course, and this is going to be open for all those who uh, have made those decisions. And and also, it's an invitation to uh, you guys to activate um, yourselves and think, man, who could... Who, would, who wants to find out more about, you know, spiritual things and what the Bible says? It's a really basic course, but it just outlays uh, Christianity. And so if you're interested um, actually in helping out on the night, maybe coaching someone, walking alongside this whole group, it's, it's going to be for six weeks. Please see the Get Involved desk um, after the service. If you want to give up, maybe you could go every second week or you could do six weeks just to be a part of that group, supporting those ones that have made such a great decision. Um, And it just helps build connection as well with our church. So see the Get Involved desk after the service today. Isn't that cool? New life is great. Hey, so my message this morning is called Stronger with Purpose and... um, One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is something that Paul said, and it's something that I just, I repeat from the front a lot from Philippians 3, verse 12, this gripped my heart, this scripture, and it says, he said, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took a hold of me. I love it because he's been captivated by something greater than what he's ever seen before, whatever he's been involved with before. He has an encounter with Jesus and he says, I want to press on for this reason that I've been taken a hold of. In another version it says, I run to win that which Jesus Christ has already won for me. So Paul had made this decision that he was going to live a life that was 
uh, captivated by a purpose, that it would be fueled by a great purpose, and that his life would be likened to a race, that he would run with a vision in mind and with a purpose locked in his heart. And it was this reason that he that Christ had taken a hold of him, that he wanted to reveal to all of the world. And I believe that that the, the, in a church that is full of purpose, I believe that the church is meant to be full of purpose and in the church thriving with purpose. People are created to be connected with purpose as individuals and then collectively we are called to a great purpose in this world. You know, Christmas is coming. 2016 is getting a little bit older, but what is your purpose? What are you here for? What are you, what are you, what are you giving your life for at this time and at this season? And I know that one of the biggest questions, this has been one of the biggest questions that I had, particularly as a young adult, was that, you know, how do I find my purpose in life? How do I discover my purpose and how can I be true to who I'm called to be? And sometimes um, as believers, you know, like we wonder in life is, you know, are are God's purposes for me, are they like a tightrope? Are they like a a narrow path that, you know, if I go to the right or the left, I'm going to fall off and I'm like, oh, see you later, purpose. I've fallen off the purpose. And... And I've lost my purpose. Or, or, you know, and we also hear that, that God's purposes or God's will can be like a playground. And we can go, you know, we've been given a free will so we can like go on the slide, wee, and on the swing, yee-haw, and on the merry-go-round because we've been given a free will. And so how, how do we outwork this free will in our lives with this being engaged with the purpose of God? And I want to talk to you today about, uh, about the strength of our free will, uh, connecting with the strength of our purpose in life. Just check this scripture out here in uh, James 14, 13, 15. It says here, look here, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we're going to a certain town and, and we'll stay there a year. We'll do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is this, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and we will do this or that. <laughs> I love the scripture. There's a collision of, of a couple of things happening in this, uh, this uh, scripture. There's these two paradigms that, that, that um, Paul is instructing how we are to manage in our lives. And number one, the paradigm is freedom. You know, on this planet, we have a free will and we have the freedom to, to choose. In verse 13, it says that we can choose to go to a certain town and do business to do this or that. And that's cool. It's identified that that's actually what we can do. We can choose. The second paradigm that we see in the Scripture is purpose. And this is our response to being connected in relationship and identifying the things that He cares deeply about becoming the things that we position our life around. This is how our purpose is activated. And I'm not necessarily talking about your gifts and your talents and all that, because all that is beautifully integrated, though, into your purpose. 
In verse 15, it reminds us to keep our purpose, though, in alignment with His. It says, if the Lord wants us to go, we can live and do this and that. The The King James Version says, if the Lord wills, we will go. He's saying, make sure in life when you're making a decision that you're putting an if in your decision. You know, is God involved in this decision? I want to make some room in my life to be someone who is open to the will of God, the purposes of God in every decision I make personally. And through that, the the purposes of God are going to be outworked in my life because He has given us a free will, though. You know, we've got this tension of this life being like a a playground, and we've got options, and that's awesome. And I I was thinking back to the Garden of Eden, and it's created an amazing environment by God the Father, and it's full of options where, you know, where Adam and Eve, they could go and explore the beauty and the wonder of creation. They could enjoy eating from the tree of life. And, and, and then God, though, He also gave them purpose in the garden. He said, multiply. And they said, I'm down with that. That's a good idea. So they did some of that, no doubt. Well, they practiced at least. And the other thing he said is go and rule over the earth and and subdue the earth. He was unloading this purpose into them. And and then he said to to Adam as well, go and name all the animals. You know, you're, you're called to identify and call out what that animal is. He's like... I'm activating my purposes to you in a place of freedom. And then, and then the other thing he said, he said, hey, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's, it's in this garden of freedom, but it's a, it's a boundary. And, and Adam, you need to guard that tree from yourself. You need to guard that tree from your desires and from your own freedom to choose. And it was as though that tree was there put in the garden for them to learn self-control by managing their appetite. It's like, yes, there's freedom, but there's, a, there's something that has to walk with th- freedom, and that is responsibility. You've got to be responsible with your freedom. So right from the start in the garden, God shows us the privileges and responsibilities work together in His kingdom, that the freedom of, uh, is balanced with purpose and responsibility. And these These two powerful paradigms are actually entrusted to us today in life because with freedom and with purpose, we will live longer, we're going to live stronger, we're going to make His name great on this planet, and we're not going to live just selfish, self-absorbed lives because we're connected to a great purpose. Come on. And it's so, you know, I can, I can see a church, you know, I can see us, I can see the church full of purpose with, with powerful prayers of purpose loaded with the, with the kingdom heart. I can see generosity with, you know, fueled by great purpose into our community. I see a church serving and loving one another out of great purpose and, and, and then serving and, and into our community, into our world, because we are a people locked and loaded with the purposes of God's heart. I was um, at a, a, a Seeking God uh, weekend, I think we called them uh, about 10 years ago, and we all, there was about 10 of us, we went up to Hamna, and uh, 
it was cool. And I was the first one. We, we'd hire a house for a couple of nights and just pray and pray over each other and seek and prophesy. So good. We should do that again. And um, I was the first one in the house. So I unlocked the door and I opened the door and I walked into the house. And I want to tell you, as soon as I walked into the house, I fell on the floor. I didn't trip over anything. I fell on the floor and I couldn't, at the time, I couldn't understand what had happened. And I thought, what am I, what's going on? And I realized that God's presence had knocked me over. I couldn't push myself off the floor. I couldn't walk. I remember crawling up the hallway. And I want to tell you, you know, if you're here today and you're like, what, how can God, you know, I want to tell you that God is more than an idea. He's big. He's, he's more than just a, 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 a good way to live life. He wants to encounter our lives and change us. He's like creator. You can imagine the most powerful bolt of electricity. You know, like he created that and he can affect us. His presence can knock us over. And so I was in this knocked over crawling on the carpet position and I managed to kind of get into the lounge and I kind of slithered up onto a couch and I just lay there going like, is this God or the devil or what? What's going on? And in that moment, God said to me, it was like, and it was, he said to me in my mind, it was like a strong voice, a strong impression in my mind, because I was just asking, what are you doing? What are you saying? And he said, I've called you to be a pastor to business people. And it was just so clear, so, so clear. And I, and, and so I've never, ever forgotten that. And I don't think I've actually hit that and done that uh, as uh, seen the fullness of that outworked in my life yet, but I've never, ever forgotten. And, and so I've always felt this call to business since he spoke to me uh, like a decade or two uh, ago. And, and anything in my life to do with business, for some reason, God has, he's spoken to me really clearly about. He's really needed to get my attention, mostly because a lot of the time, I've wanted to give my business back to him. I've like, God, this, I, want to, I want to be the, I'm the pastor guy now. I don't want necessarily this business in my life. And a lot of that has been to do around some of the really challenging times financially that we've faced and gone like, God, we're just, there's got to be an easier way. And he said, you're not letting that go, Glenn. You're going you're gonna to fulfill the purposes that I've called you to uh, fulfill in, in that business. And I actually love my business. I love the staff, and I love Monday mornings when I spend quarter of a uh, quarter of the day, half the day there, and um, and we just have such a great time. I, I just I call it my expensive hobby, and um, and so I want to tell you a little bit about my journey, uh, and and just a very simple. It's, it's, it sounds simple, but it's actually quite complex. We are changing locations, business premises locations at this time. And I just want to break open a little bit of how God's activated his purposes through me and I've found his will. I believe his, you know, it says in Jeremiah 29 that he's got plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope in a future. Well, I believe that we are following his plans to do that. And I'm going to say in faith, I'm not the perfect example of finding his will and his purposes, but I'm his kid, I'm his child, and I'm going to believe that my dad cares a heck of a lot about me. I'm just going to follow him, and I'm going to believe he's leading me. So you can take what you want from this today. The first thing I want to uh, just unpack to you uh, is in, in seeking first his will and his purposes for your life is that just simple, but that God is with you now. He is 
with you today. He is for you in this moment. And if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation in Him, in Christ Jesus. There's a never-ending plan of redemption and salvation around our lives. And I don't want to see anyone in our church locked down with regret or frustration or just being in a rut uh, because you think that you could never be anything because God has overlooked you. I want to tell you that you're in the center of His will today. You're in relationship with Him. You're not out of His will. Maybe you're at the starting point of a journey again, and He wants to take you into a better place. And and maybe you've been static for a while, or you've been in a rut. I want to tell you, you're still in a great place, because God wants to speak to you and unlock His purposes in your life. He's always got a plan to prosper. He's always got a hope for your future, and He is always for you. He is with you today. That is a great word. And if God's with you today, what is He saying? What is he saying over your life? And I just want to propose that a better question rather than what is he saying is, is how is he positioning me? How is he shaping me? How is he molding me? And what is going on in my life? Because his language is so diverse in the ways that he communicates to us. Like I've given an example of him speaking and hearing it in my mind. I want to tell you of a few other ways that I've heard God in this process of moving location. And this is not by no means the exhaustive concordance of how God speaks at all, because he is like, he's always doing a new thing. Uh, so three ways that reveal his purposes. Number one is that he uses circumstances and opportunities to reveal his purposes. Circumstances and opportunities. So about a month ago, we had a group of people, uh, it was probably a month and a half, we had a Saturday morning where, where Ricky Lee and a few guys from this church came and prayed at printing.com in my business. And it was really, really awesome. There was some prophetic words given, and the, the words were around expansion and moving beyond what we currently had. And it was a real cool theme for that day. I had no idea at this stage that we were going to change locations or anything like that. But I had actually been thinking about moving for a while, We've got a parking nightmare and a small premises, and we're like, we just need a better location, something bigger. Uh, but there was nothing obvious or affordable to us at this time. So do you know when God's quiet or there are no clear options, I want to tell you to hold the course. I want to tell you that He's with you, and just because He hasn't spoken, it doesn't mean to say that the circumstances or the opportunities aren't in what you're currently doing. And I want to be someone to encourage you to continue to do the last thing really, really well and with excellence until He gives you something new to do. In Colossians 3, it says this, Whatever you do, work with it with all your heart, as if working for the Lord, not for human masters since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. You know, a great biblical principle for increase and promotion is stewardship. It's the way that we look after life. It's the way that we look after our relationships. It's the way that we look after our workmates, our colleagues, our friends, our, all those things, the different dimensions in life. God is actually really interested in how we are looking after others, how we are looking after our resources. You know, the Bible's really clear about what, what has been looked after, uh, what we're looking after, what has been entrusted to us is, is, is the key to increase. Um, you know, it says, Jesus said this, if we can't be trusted with worldly wealth, how can we be trusted with true riches? In Luke 16, you know, he's, he's watching what we do with what we have. So whatever you're stewarding now, I want you to look at is a God opportunity. It's a God opportunity. 
God's watching and he's, and he's with you in it. And he wants to encourage you today in what, whatever you're doing. And, and even if it's not where you want to be in life, this is your birthing canal. This is a place where you're going to have a baby and something new is going to come out of you. And it's going to be maybe you're travailing and groaning and frustrated in the season. But I want to tell you that this place that you're positioned at the moment is the place where God's going to birth something new in your life. So with good stewardship in mind, I thought um, after, after this prayer time, I was like, I want to be a good steward. And our roof really needed painting. It's all the paint's falling off. I like, need to make that look better. And so I rang the uh, landlord and, and, uh, to action him to get our roof painted. And I was like, oh, this, this is going to be good. And he said, you know, look at me, let's look at the cost and I'm, and I'm going to look at where you are in your current lease. And, and then he rang me back that afternoon and he said, hey, do you know that your current lease expires on the 15th of October? And I was like, I had no idea. That was yesterday. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, that's eight years we've been at that premises now. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, maybe God's, this is the time to do something. Maybe he's going to do something. This is going to be awesome. And um so I thought, you know, if we're going to move premises, though, this is like a month out. We don't have very long to connect all this and to action the process that needs to happen. This is a small window. So um, it was really cool because the next day was our staff day here at Thrive. And so I came in to Thrive, and I'm like, wow, what's God going to do with this business thing? And, and Jack said to me, hey, hey, do you know that Blockbuster Video is moving? I'm like, what? <laughs> that sounds, really? Okay. That's interesting. So I rang up the uh, the owners of that whole that big three story building, and and uh, he said, "Yeah, they're moving, and you're the first person. I'm going to give you priority on this premises." And I'm like, "Whoa, that's scary." <laughs> Is this a good idea or a god idea, though? You know, that's the thing going on in my life, and and I'm thinking about you know. And so, but more often than not, to discover his purposes in life, we need to start exploring. We need to have a go and step out of the boat and go, man, it's got, this, this could be way more expensive. This could be, you know, I don't know, there's bad things that could happen. There's always bad things that could happen, but I'm not li- called to live a life out of fear. I'm called to live a life out of faith. So I'm going to step forward and I'm going to explore this opportunity and this space. But, um, and then it was awesome. He came, the, the landlord came back and said, look, I'm gonna, what, what we're going to do is that we're going to really look after you and I'm going to give you a significant discount for the first two months of you being in there and I'm going to paint the building and put new carpet down and we're going to make it brand new again. And I was like, whoa, this is so good. It's like, God, you're unpacking something here. And it felt like God was on the move. But I also, I had just had a real desire to get a word from God. I just want like, God, you're always talking. I want to get a word from you. You know, the second way that God can direct our path is through the prophetic voice. You know, the prophetic. I wanted to position myself for a word from him. And you know, it just happened that that weekend we had the Working With God and Your Business Place seminar here with Bruce Hesterman. And uh, we had this prophetic time and, and I didn't tell him what was going on in my life or anything. He didn't know I was in business and ministry. And, and I thought, you know, if this is a time where business is diminishing and church is increasing, then you know what? This is a good time for God to speak. And he gave me a prophetic word and he said, you know, I see business and, and uh, church in your life and I see them not just like a lot 
light, although they will be a light, but I see them like lasers. I see them like cutting with precision into this community. And I'm like, God, you're speaking, you know. God, you're saying something. And so I'm really excited that as a church, we engage with the prophetic. I'm excited there's um, the, a group starting, you know, that has got a prophetic edge and they want to steward the prophetic. I'm excited for what Jared's carrying on his life with the prophetic, We're calling out uh, and speaking to uh, what God is saying uh, over our lives that we can't see, you know, the God is speaking over our lives. And so we are a church that believe in the prophetic. And maybe at the end today, you're, you're here and you're like, man, I'm, I feel stuck in a rut and I want to, I just want a word and I, wanna, I, want, I want some purpose to be activated in my life. We will pray for you at the end of the service. You know, at this time, uh, the following week, I couldn't stop thinking about the story of Gideon in the Bible. So I read it and, and God spoke to me through this story over the next week about this business move that I was about to make. And I'm, I meditated on the story for about four days. I read it on the Sunday. I reread it again. I didn't actually stop and not, and, and not do anything else but meditate. But I just thought about it. And meditating means just, just thinking about it, digesting it, chewing it over in your mind. And I was asking the Holy Spirit what He wanted to highlight to me from the story. And at the time, I remember I was particularly drawn to the start and the end of the story of Gideon. And you know, God speaks through His Word. That's the last thing I want to mention this morning and hearing God's voice is, is reading the Bible and getting into His Word and letting His Word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So very briefly, I want to talk about Gideon. And he's just hiding in the wine press. The story is. And, he's, and in the wine press, he's, he's threshing wheat. He's actually making bread in a location that, that was bought, that built and paid for to make wine. He's squashing, yes, you mean to squash grapes between your toes here. And he's making bread in this location. And, and an angel of the Lord appears to him and he says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And the story goes on and Gideon's called to overthrow a nation that had been oppressing his nation. And so I just want to share one thing from the story about how God speaks to us through His Word because He speaks to you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to unpack revelation to you. He wants, and it's through His Word. And so when I was mowing the lawn about three or four days later on the, on my sitting on my right, I'm not thinking about anything. I wasn't listening to a podcast. I was just, I felt the Holy Spirit say, your current premises, Glenn, is like the wine press that Gideon was making bread in and hiding from his enemy in. I was like, what? That's a bit harsh. <laughs> but you know that when we moved into that, that our current premises, that was a two bedroom flat. And it had nothing to do with business. It was purpose-built as a flat. It was purpose-built. It was not on the high street. It was located away from the CBD of Rangiora. And I just could see it all in a moment that God was saying, that place that you're currently operating in, it's not purpose for where I'm called you. And so that was really awesome how God spoke to me um, about that. Let me just jump through. Because my time says end. <laughs> Do you know, he speaks to us through his word. His word is a lamp to his, our feet and a light to our path. Let me just get, oh no, I could do a little bit longer. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Mitch. Come on up. You're welcome. <laughs> 
I love this. In the book of Exodus, God gave Moses instructions on what needed to be in the tent of meeting. And this is like the tabernacle. This is like how they did church back in the day. And it was actually, it was a tent. It wasn't a building. Um, and, it's, and he says this in Exodus 25, make a lampstand of pure gold and hammer it out, base and shaft. It's flower-like cups, buds and blossoms shall be one piece with it. It's really interesting because God speaks in his Bible about it foreshadows things to come. So all the decorations on this lampstand, it adds up. They add up to the number 66. And this lamp, it was put into this holy place in the tabernacle, this holy place in the church, and the priest would take care of it day and night, and they would keep it burning. And, and so the first thing that the priests would do when they came into this place of meeting was that they would make sure that the lamp was burning and that would make sure that everything was going, could be lit up and could be, could be seen so that they could go on and do their other things in life. Do you know this is a foreshadow? Because the, the, the Bible has 66 books in it. Do you know the Word of God is, this is speaking to us about the Word of God? In this Scripture, it's saying, and when we look into it, that we need to be a people who uphold His Word. We need to be a people who uphold the light. To let His light, to let His Word, whether it's the Word of God or it's the Word of the Holy Spirit, but to take prevalence and preeminence in all the decisions that we're making in his life so that his purpose would filter through, that it wouldn't just be filtered, you know, just partially through, but it would become the reason that we press on to take a hold of that for which is ahead of us, that his word would have preeminence in our lives. The Bible says in John 1 that Jesus came to this planet full of grace and truth. And we love grace. Grace is awesome. It's unmerited favor. It's, it's, this, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, I can, with His grace, I can do all things are possible. But Jesus came also with truth as well. It was the best of both. It was this truth that is going to unlock our future. It's a truth that's going to unlock our issues. It's a truth that's going to lead us. Uh, uh, the spirit of truth will lead us into all new opportunities. And I want to tell you today to be someone who was engaged with the spirit of grace and truth in their lives, that you would live a life full of purpose, activated in the things of God. Let's just all stand this morning. I love this verse from Romans 10, 13. It just simply says this, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I want to tell you today, if you're living a life that is purposeless, purposeless, yes, <laughs> He, want to, he wants to save you from a purposeless existence. And He wants to connect you this morning with, a, with an, a beautiful faith adventure that is not going to be easy. It's going to be full of challenges and it's going to have hard times, but you are going to be loaded with purpose. You're going to be loaded with a reason to get up in the morning. You're going to be loaded with a, with a great call. And maybe your purpose, you might be called to be a leader, to lead a purpose. You might be here to be connected to a leader with a purpose.
But you're called to have purpose in, in your life. You're called to be saved from a purposeless existence. If that's you here today, I want to give you an opportunity to connect to Christ Jesus. He is the gateway to your future. He is the gateway to purpose. And He wants to not just talk to you on the outside. He wants to get on the inside.